0: Welcome to the Ink Feather Podcast. We bring you fun and new insights into the world of fantasy and science fiction publishing. Here you'll find interviews with the authors you love, insight from industry professionals, book reviews both succinct and extensive, and more. I'm your host and the founder of Ink Feather Book Reviews, Lauren Zurchin. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Mel Barnes from University Bookstore in Seattle. University Bookstore is one of the most iconic indie bookstores in the States and is a must-stop for authors on tour. Mel is a bookseller specializing in both kids and science fiction and fantasy, as well as running those author events. We talk books that would make excellent holiday gifts. Most are recent releases, but there are a few must-have favorites as well. And stick around to the end, I'll be sharing a little treat about the bookstore that will help make your holiday shopping not only easier, but more awesome. Hi Mel. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. I just want to tell everybody I've been friends with Mel for a couple years now and she's one of my fun book buddies that I like to chat with about these things because she knows what she's talking about because she's in the trenches. She has this incredible list. We're going to kind of just dive right in because there's a lot of cool stuff to cover. So Mel, why don't you just start at the top and tell us the books that you're excited about right now and we'll go from there.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to talk about these books today. Um, The first one on my must-have read list is Artemis by Andy Weir, which if you're not thinking of his name, he wrote The Martian, which just got turned into a movie. Really excited for everybody to see that. Artemis actually takes place in a city on the moon, which uh, I've heard from Andy, and he is not interested in any way in going to space. He will be, as he told (laughs) me the other day when I saw him, the last person that says, I want to go to Mars. He'll he'll be staying on Earth forever.
0: (laughs) He'd rather just write about it and (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's, he's actually, he uh, revealed to me that he's a homebody and he is not excited about being on tour. Like he loves meeting people, don't get me wrong, but he, he would rather be home with his dog and his, his wife.
0: I honestly feel most authors are like that. They have this dichotomy of a life where they are like hermit writers who love to be snuggly at home and then they have to go on tour and like meet a thousand people. Like it seems to yeah. be kind of like this bipolarness to them, but... I actually have a friend who read it, and she said it was incredible. She told me about it, and it's about the girl is the main character, I think, right? I
1: think so,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I've heard it's got some really cool political stuff happening, even though it's like a space book. So, okay, what's um, next?
1: The next book is A Plague of Giants by Kevin Hearn, who, oh my gosh. Okay, we have, to, right
0: yeah, we have to stop right here, because uh, Mel keeps telling me about how amazing <laughs> his books are, and you like... <laughs> I mean to cut you off because you were about to just start gushing, but I had to just say I'm warning people that you are excited. Yes,
1: yes, I, I do admit, like, I'm probably the most normal person when it comes to, like, meeting an author. Like, I don't go like, oh, my gosh, but I, I will calm myself down when I meet him. But, like, outside of meeting him, everybody I talk to, I'm like, you have to buy his books. They're my favorite books. His Iron Druid series which, that came out before A Plague of Giants, which is a brand new series, cool. is one of my favorite series to recommend to young and old, everybody I meet. It's just, it has a lot going for it.
0: And so Plague of Giants is a, a new series, is set in a different world and everything, it's a whole brand new thing?
1: Oh yeah, and it has it's based on mythology, so there's a lot oh, cool. of really fun elements there with that. Cool. Yeah, let me just – I forgot to mention, um, there's actually shape-shifting bards in it and three points of view. So if you feel like you're somebody that gets a little bored with just reading, like, one person's perspective, that is not this book. You're going to get some different points of view and have some magical elements oh, in as well.
0: cool. Well, that sounds incredible. Awesome. What's next?
1: Um, uh, my next is actually a book by Fonda Lee, who's a Portland, Oregon author. Her new book is an adult fantasy book called Jade City. It's urban fantasy and her quote that I found online is modern gangster family saga. (laughs) So if you're somebody that really loves like gangster type feeling books, you'll really love this. And I'm just, I'm dying to read it. Her young adult books, she's, I think she's got two or three are just amazing and I'm in love with them. So I can't wait to pick up Jade City and read that as my next to read.
0: Cool. Sounds great. Okay, so how do we say this next author's name?
1: No, I was going to take a guess at it as S.A. Chakraborty.
0: If we're wrong, we are so sorry. We're working on it. The book is City of Brass.
1: Yes, which is set in Cairo, Egypt, 18th century. There's magic. I mean, I love historical fiction. A lot of the books on my list this time at least are gonna be like, there's historical elements. They're in other countries. I love learning about other places. I think it expands my mind. It allows me to travel other places when I'm reading about them because let's face it, Seattle, Washington might be exciting where I live right now, but (laughs) like I like to know about other places. Mm -hmm. I wanna know where I should travel to in the future. So I'm really excited about this book.
0: I was telling Mel earlier that i'm friends with their agent and she has been talking to me about this book since she first got it on her desk and was so excited about it so i have literally been dying to read this book for like two years it's i it sounds incredible i cannot i just got the audiobook actually it's on my list in the in the very near future to crank through so i'm really stoked about it as well um okay cool who's next
1: well, my next is kind of a reveal, because I bet not everybody realizes that Mira Grant, who writes horror books, is actually Seanan McGuire, who is a Seattle author, who writes sci-fi fantasy books.
0: She's awesome.
1: Her newest book is Into the Drowning Deep, again, by Mira Grant, which is, has mermaids, and not like the Little Mermaid from Disney, like, scary
0: mermaids. I was like, if it's horror, then Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> In the book, the Sci-Fi Channel sends people off on a mission, and they are not—they don't come back. What happens to these people? So they send some more people out. Oh God! To discover what's going on with these mermaids and what happened to their group of people, people like so,
0: eaten by mermaids. Oh my God, that sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> I know, right? So yeah, if you if you're somebody that loves horror and knows of Shannon McGuire from her fantasy, you should check out her horror book. She's got so many books, and they're just all amazing we can't keep them in stock like it's always like okay we need to order some more of these because the last person just bought all three of her other books so
0: the next book on the list (laughs) is one that I literally was thinking before she said it I'm like if we don't talk about this book we fail as fans of science fiction and (laughs) fantasy like we cannot even have this conversation ever again um and of course it is
1: The Book of Dust by Philip Pullman. Yes.
0: I don't know about you, Mal, but His Dark Materials is probably in my top five fantasies of all time. I love that series so much. It's incredible. And so this is a sort of prequel companion-y book correct?
1: Yeah it's actually the start of I believe at least two books. I found the, the placeholder on Goodreads for the second book so there's at least going to be two if not three books in this new series and it takes place 10 years before the Golden Compass book so you meet Lyra as a baby or a toddler oh, cool. and it's so it's in the same world you meet Lyra Lyra not Lyra. Sure. Lyra, okay. Yeah. Uh, you meet her 10 years before what happens in The Golden Compass. So oh, it's cool. a really interesting book. It's called The The Book of Dust is actually the series name because the actual book name is, I think it's French. It's like La Belle Sauvage, and I'm totally sorry if I'm saying that wrong.
0: <laughs> okay, I wouldn't know either way, but...
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm not a French
0: person. Oh, God. Um, yeah, but I've, I mean, I've seen so many author friends posting pictures on Instagram with this book. Yeah, it's kind of a must read this season, I'd say.
1: Yeah, probably the the best thing about it is actually we put it on our kids' pick. Christmas list mm. wish list series display. And we can't keep it in stock. We probably ordered 80 to 100 copies before it came out. And we sold out within like two weeks. And for like two weeks, we literally had no copies. And people kept being like, where are your copies? I was like, I'm sorry. So many people are excited about this book we sold out. Oh, my
0: gosh. Wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, that honestly doesn't surprise me. But that's amazing to hear. So I was rereading uh, his Dark Material series. I still have to finish the third one, and then I'm going to jump into this one. So I'm very excited to get started on it.
1: Yeah, and if you have any questions about um, Philip Pullman and his series, you should check out novelnovice.com. She's a friend of ours. <gasps> She's Sarah. a friend
0: of ours. She's delightful. Her name
1: is Sarah, She's,
0: and it's her yeah. favorite series of all time. Oh, my gosh.
1: It is, and she just did a reread like a month or two ago yes. leading up to The Book of Dust or, or- – being released. Yeah. So I think she's got some blog posts on it, and you can search her website, as I said, novelnovice.com. Well,
0: I was going to say, if I can find them, I'll link them to the bottom of this post, too, so that oh, yes. they're easy. Um, yeah, we are all about supporting her, but yeah, that is literally her number one favorite series, so good <laughs> reference, good, good call. Okay, so... The next book on the list, I haven't actually heard of this. Tell me a little bit about it. It sounded interesting when you were telling me before.
1: Yeah, so this is actually not a book written by one particular person. It's one of the one of the three anthologies that I'm going to discuss today. It's called The Book of Swords. It's edited, again, not written, by Gardner Dozois. So I'm hopefully saying that right. Again, apologies if I'm not. But it's an anthology of original epic tales, Some big hitters here that you've heard of, of course, I hope at least, George R. Martin. (laughs) Um,
0: Who's that guy?
1: (laughs) um, So there's George, there's Ken Liu, who's won some awards, Mm -hmm. I believe, and Robin Hobb. Again, local Seattle. We adore
0: Robin. Robin She's the best.
1: Yep. Those are just some of the top three people that I was like, I have to mention these people. They've all got original epic tales, some of them having to do with other books that they've already written so like little stories relating to characters you've already read about so you have to pick up this anthology I like anthologies because you don't have to sit and read like an 800 page tome it's like you read 30 pages you're good to go you're refreshed you're relaxed you can go have dinner or whatever you want to do next
0: (laughs) yeah awesome (laughs) okay so this one this next one sounds really interesting I didn't know that this was happening you kind of shocked me when you told me Tell us, tell us about it.
1: Yeah, so I'm sure you've all heard of Orson Scott Card. You all have heard about the Ender's Game book, because you've probably seen the movie if you haven't read the book. But he's got, I mean, tried oh, yeah. 12 or 13 books out already. This new book just came out in October, I believe, is Children of the Fleet, which is a new series. And the main character is... David Ochoa, hopefully, again, I'm saying that right, (laughs) who is a student, I believe he's in high school, and he wants to go to fleet school, but he's nervous that he's not going to be able to get in because he doesn't think he has what meets the requirements. So, This blew me away, because I was like, I heard Fleet School, and I was like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of Star Trek, and like how Wesley Mm -hmm. Crusher went off to Fleet School, and I just, oh, I want to read it!
0: (laughs) Well, and if you're at all familiar with the Enderverse, and how awesome it is, I mean, that's really cool to revisit it in kind of a new, fresh way, so that's really cool that he's doing that. I I didn't, like I said, I didn't know that, so that's a really neat thing to kind of put on people's radar. Yeah, Um, and
1: it it is parallel to the Ender's Game series, so you're in the same world, you're mm going to see some The same people, I think. But yeah, if you love that book and you love the movie, this is something you should be picking up after you finish that entire series.
0: Yeah, I was going to say at least the first trilogy, I would say.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah. Cool. The next book I want to highlight is Star Wars from a Certain Point of View, which again highlights a bunch of different authors. The first one, Renea Dia, has several books out. Okora Okorafor, Saba Tahir, and many others. And what it is, is the 40th anniversary celebrating Star Wars with 40 short stories. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really exciting because it's from a different... I believe each was given a different character from the Star Wars movies or books. So they each get to write a different character perspective. So it really is what it's calling. A certain point of view, they're all different character points of view from these different authors.
0: Well, and I was going to say, I heard about this series because I'm friends with author Zoraida Cordova, who is featured in this book, and I just thought that was the coolest thing to be able to be featured in a Star Wars book, like to write Star Wars. Like, that just doesn't get more epic than that, <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, it's, and it it's a really great book for yourself to read, like, a story at a time yeah. or a gift or something you could read with friends.
0: Oh, yeah, like chat about them, yep.
1: Yeah, it'd be really fun. Um, my next author is Connie Willis who was up for many awards the Nebula and several other sci-fi fantasy awards her previous books were Breakout and All Clear among many others and this new book is a new expanded version of Miracle and other Christmas Tales but it's actually called A Lot Like Christmas so it's 12 reimagined Christmas tales and you can read them all year round but especially at Christmas right by the fire be all cozy with your blanket it would be really a really fun thing to do
0: oh that's really cool so she's so of course there's going to be magic involved and like because it's ancient stories mm-hmm. and fairy tales and things like that that are all related to the christmas uh, the the christmas season basically
1: yes and since it is an expanded edition of her uh, an original book that she wrote earlier i believe that she's added some new stories so even if you've read some of the other stories they'll be refreshed and then there'll be some additional ones
0: cool that sounds great yeah Okay, so that right now is your kind of recommended current books that either just came out or about to come out. Hopefully, Mel and I will be doing this on a pretty regular basis, ideally maybe monthly. So the list might get a little more concise just because we're going to not be looking back quite so much. But this first list, I figured it would be good anyways because Christmas is here. And these are great recommendations that are very recent that are definitely worth checking out for fantasy and sci-fi lovers so um and on that note you also had a couple other things that have been out for a while that you personally wanted to recommend and i i could i think i could add a few things to this list as well so um but (laughs) you can go ahead through yours and then i'll i'll add a couple posts in my uh, at the end
1: Great. Um, So yeah, I was just trying to think of some really great gift ideas that don't break the bank. I know that there's a lot of us we want to buy for our nephews, our relatives, our friends, but like we don't necessarily have like boohoo bucks to be spending on these new Mm -hmm. brand new releases that are hard covers. So we might want to be picking up some mass markets or paperbacks. So maybe you could buy a set for you and a set for your friend so you can read them together. Mm The first one, which I kind of mentioned earlier, is the Iron Druid series by Kevin Hearn. (laughs) To give you a little information about it, Atticus is an Iron Druid. He's the last Druid on Earth. It's been many years. He looks like he's 30 or so, but actually he's a couple hundred years old. And he has magical tattoos down the right side of his body. And the way his um, magic and power works is that he is able to go out and do combat and fight off people that he knows are going to hurt the earth. But to regenerate, he actually has to strip down naked and lay out on the grant, the earth on his right side and sleep. Because of course he's really exhausted by this point mm-hmm. and that regenerates and the really fun th- thing about this series that I really love is that he has an Irish wolfhound dog that they are able to mind speak. Oh my gosh. It's super funny. Um,
0: One of my best friends literally just got an Irish wolfhound puppy like a month oh. ago. Yeah. I just got to meet her and she's ridiculous. So that's awesome. <laughs> I have to tell her. <laughs>
1: yeah. So the dog, the Irish Wolfhound, his name is Oberon. And if you're interested, he has his own social media. It's a Twitter account. I think if you just look up Oberon, the dog, or Oberon, you'll be able to find him on Twitter. Um, But they, like I said, they do mind speak. Oberon loves watching cult TV so there's many jokes throughout the series of him like saying you know I watch the show I don't understand what happened here or joking about what he saw on TV and he also protects Atticus when he's outside regenerating on the earth so he's just like it's super fun because there's cult jokes from TV and there's a lot of mind speak and
0: animals are always great to have too I mean I think that that's always a really fun addition to any kind of fantasy world when there's some kind of, yeah, that, that's awesome. you've I mean, you sold me, I haven't read this book yet, but the series, but she told me earlier when she told me it was her favorite series, I was like, okay, I have to read this. And I've been wanting to for a while. I, I, I They're on my list, but uh, you just bumped it way up with your little description <laughs> here. So but you were saying to me earlier that you actually, at the holiday, you tell Dwayne who runs the university bookstore to get extras of this in stock because you're just constantly hand selling it to people who are looking for gifts.
1: Last year, I specifically remember selling it to, I believe she was either a grandmother or an aunt. She had a 20-ish-year-old nephew or grandson, and she was just looking for some, a really good book series to get him. So I got her the first two books in the series, and she ended up picking up the first two books for herself as well so she could talk to him about well, it, and really I was really cool. excited by that.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really cool idea. So, yeah, yeah, what a great way. I mean, even if you don't want to get the whole series, you could at least get the first mass market's only a couple bucks. It's really not that much. So
1: Yeah, like, honestly, seven ninety nine a piece. So it's saying, like a $15 present for, yeah. them, for them. And then you can go buy them something else or just keep it with the $15. Yep,
0: that's awesome. The next book on your list, I actually, I've read one of the recommendations from this author, and I loved it, which is Uprooted by Naomi Novik. She's a delightful author, too. I got to meet her at San Diego Comic-Con, I think, two years ago. I had just done Uprooted on audiobook, and I, I was captivated by the audiobook. It is a beautiful audiobook. So I love that this is on your list because it's a, a beautiful book. But you said you love her other series too, right?
1: Yeah, actually, I mean, you can go either way with Naomi. If you want if you want a book that you can read all in one sitting, Uprooted's the way to go. Yeah, I
0: agree. If you
1: want a full drawn-out more series, if you love historical, if you want to learn something. Yeah, so the Temeraire series is based on an alternate take of the napoleonic wars okay. so instead of it all being about ships and how napoleon was like trying to fight everybody this actually includes dragons who fly <laughs> and also speak dragons who are smart they have their own thoughts and let me just tell you a little bit about it the intro is there's a gentleman who's a ship's captain so he is a boat person and he is transporting these dragon eggs to England, where they're supposed to be going. He has the people that are going to be the handlers of the dragons because they are pre-chosen and trained through this group in England. When the dragon hatches, he, he's he been able to hear in the egg. He knows what's going on. And he says, I don't want this guy that you guys have chosen as my handler. I choose the ship's captain, Lawrence. Which means Lawrence basically has to give up everything he's ever known about being a ship's captain. And now he has to become a dragon handler because oh this God. dragon has chosen him.
0: I love that, that. it's like So he's kind of like a fish out of water. Literally, I guess, because he's a sea captain that all of a sudden has to go into the sky. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I love... One of my favorite kinds of fantasy books are ones that are things that could be in the real world, but then have this extra magical element to them. And this sounds like it's right in that, it fits right in that. It's like, oh, this all still happened, but there were dragons, you know, like, and that that is a thing. And that would just be so cool, man. Dragons are just so cool.
1: Temur is a a really special dragon for many reasons. I don't want to spoil it, but I will just throw out there that not only are you learning about London, the Napoleonic Wars in France, but um, several of the books actually take Temeraire and Lawrence to other countries. So you learn a little bit about China, the way that the dynasty there works. You learn about Australia and what that was like when it was settled originally with the slaves. They are thrown into that and have to deal with it and find a way out. So mm-hmm. every book not only includes the the original London area, but sometimes they travel around to other countries and you get to learn a bit about history in those places, which I just loved. And I've actually reread the series like two or three times every time she puts out a new book, because I want to remember everything that has happened.
0: Cool. That's great that that is a recommendation. Okay. So the next one, (laughs) Mel yelled at me earlier because the author is known for vampires and she immediately said, we're not going to talk about vampires. I was like, okay, but everybody (laughs) knows her because of vampires.
1: Rochelle Mead, who again, local Seattle author.
0: She's awesome. Oh my gosh, I love those books. The uh, Vampire Academy series and they're, oh, they're so good. (laughs) But you're actually talking about her more recent book.
1: Yeah, she's actually got a couple of more recent books that aren't, unfortunately, vampire books for Lauren. Um, I like other
0: things. They're just, that was a good series. That's all I'm saying.
1: (laughs) Um, This book's particular is a one-off. So again, sort of like Uprooted. You can read it in one go. You're not waiting for more books to come out. It's on okay. it is called soundless and it takes place in an asia historical culture this group of this village is living up on a mountaintop their only access to the world is through a bucket that goes down a zip line to a village on the bottom of the mountain there's no climbing trails they've been completely trapped in there and you don't find out why till a little later on in the book um what What the really interesting thing is about this village, is that everyone is deaf. They do not hear, and their method of uh, sharing the information day to day is to paint scenes on, I think it's parchment, and they put them up in the village square. This sounds incredible. It is incredible. So there's like three or four different groups of people. There's the painters, um, there's the people that work in the coal mine because they send coal down the mountain, and food and supplies are sent up the mountain on the zip line. But people start also losing their sight because of the coal poisoning. Mm. So this young lady and a friend that she's had since she was a child, they want to know what's happening. And what ends up happening at the beginning, so this isn't a spoiler, is that the girl starts getting hearing. She's never had it. She doesn't know what's happening. Wow. And she actually has to go to the library and find, like, read up on it. She finds a book that's about sound. And that is how she figures out that she is regaining her hearing and that things are, something's happening, something's changing. Things so,
0: are not as they seem.
1: Yeah, things are not as they seem. So it's just a really fun, a little bit of an adventure book. It's just a really neat take on somebody else's experience and a way to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. I really, I just really loved it.
0: Wow, that all of that sounds incredible. I'm definitely going to be reading that soon, too. It's, again, been on my list, but it's so hard. Um <laughs> And that's the end of your list. And that's actually an awesome list. Thanks. But the only thing that I'm going to add, and it's, it's one of my favorite series, is The Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. Okay. I freaking love those books. I just listened to them all again. They only get better. And what's nice is they've been out long enough that you can get the first one or two in mass market again and... Um, it's a great way to start the series. And the series really picks up in book three is really where it's like really gets good. Uh, have you read The Dresden Files? I haven't. I've heard a
1: lot about him. And of course, I've met him a couple times because he's come through here. But yeah. what do you love about the series? Like, why do you like it so much?
0: I like it because, well, there's a few reasons. I do the audio and the audio is done incredibly. It's by James Marsters, who plays Spike and Buffy. And Harry's kind of a cynical... Dude, and he's kind of like uh, just over the world and just kind of like, oh god, with everything. And he just nails this snark when he Jim, James Marster just nails Harry's voice really well. They're hilarious, they're really funny. He's got lots of little weird jokes. It actually sounds a lot like what you like about the Iron Druid series. Oh. Jim is probably one of the best plotters I've ever encountered. Like, you wouldn't think that a series that is that long could be that, whoa, come out of nowhere. But you're they're like, hey, remember that thing that happened in book one? And you're at like book eight, nine, ten. Yeah, it's actually this significant thing. And then like everything weaves together and the characters are really real. They're really believable. Harry goes through a lot and he's not invincible. He's definitely flawed character. There's some great animal characters in there. Just like he's got really cool people in his life. You know, religion comes up a lot, which is really cool. It's just and there's magic and then there's ancient gods and then there's witches and then there's the Fey world. And then there's like it's just all kinds of cool stuff happening. So that would be my affordable Christmas recommendation to get people started if they're looking for good recommendations. Hopefully we've given you a few ideas for yourself and for loved ones for the holiday season. And we will be back in hopefully January and revisit stuff that you can kind of ring in the new year with.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Awesome.
0: All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thinking about getting books for a holiday present? Here's a way to make them even better. A lot of authors have come to the University Bookstore, so they have a lot of autographed stock for the same price. They take orders, and if you call to place your order, they will ship free in the lower 48. I'll include the phone number in the podcast info. Happy shopping!